part four chapter four section one of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four chapter four section one raskolnikov went straight to the house on the canal bank where sonya lived it was an old green house of three stories he found the porter and obtained from him vague directions as to the whereabouts of kapernaumov the tailor having found in the corner of the courtyard the entrance to the dark and narrow staircase he mounted to the second floor and came out into a gallery that ran round the whole second story over the yard while he was wandering in the darkness uncertain where to turn for kapernaumov's door a door opened three paces from him he mechanically took hold of it who is there a woman's voice asked uneasily it's i come to see you answered raskolnikov and he walked into the tiny entry on a broken chair stood a candle in a battered copper candlestick it's you good heavens cried sonya weakly and she stood rooted to the spot which is your room this way and raskolnikov trying not to look at her hastened in a minute later sonya too came in with the candle set down the candlestick and completely disconcerted stood before him inexpressibly agitated and apparently frightened by his unexpected visit the colour rushed suddenly to her pale face and tears came into her eyes she felt sick and ashamed and happy too raskolnikov turned away quickly and sat on a chair by the table he scanned the room in a rapid glance it was a large but exceedingly low-pitched room the only one let by the kapernaumovs to whose rooms a closed door led in the wall on the left in the opposite side on the right-hand wall was another door always kept locked that led to the next flat which formed a separate lodging sonya's room looked like a barn it was a very irregular quadrangle and this gave it a grotesque appearance a wall with three windows looking out on to the canal ran aslant so that one corner formed a very acute angle and it was difficult to see in it without very strong light the other corner was disproportionately obtuse there was scarcely any furniture in the big room in the corner on the right was a bedstead beside it nearest the door a chair a plain deal table covered by a blue cloth stood against the same wall close to the door into the other flat two rush-bottomed chairs stood by the table on the opposite wall near the acute angle stood a small plain wooden chest of drawers looking as it were lost in a desert that was all there was in the room the yellow scratched and shabby wallpaper was black in the corners it must have been damp and full of fumes in the winter there was every sign of poverty even the bedstead had no curtain sonya looked in silence at her visitor who was so attentively and unceremoniously scrutinizing her room and even began at last to tremble with terror as though she was standing before her judge and the arbiter of her destinies i am late it's eleven isn't it he asked still not lifting his eyes yes muttered sonya oh yes it is she added hastily as though in that lay her means of escape my landlady's clock has just struck i heard it myself i've come to you for the last time raskolnikov went on gloomily although this was the first time i may perhaps not see you again are you going away i don't know to-morrow then you are not coming to katerina ivanovna to-morrow sonya's voice shook i don't know 
i shall know to-morrow morning never mind that i've come to say one word he raised his brooding eyes to her and suddenly noticed that he was sitting down while she was all the while standing before him why are you standing sit down he said in a changed voice gentle and friendly she sat down he looked kindly and almost compassionately at her how thin you are what a hand quite transparent like a dead hand he took her hand sonya smiled faintly i have always been like that she said even when you lived at home yes of course you were he added abruptly and the expression of his face and the sound of his voice changed again suddenly he looked round him once more you rent this room from the kapernaumovs yes they live there through that door yes they have another room like this all in one room yes i should be afraid in your room at night he observed gloomily they are very good people very kind answered sonya who still seemed bewildered and all the furniture everything everything is theirs and they are very kind and the children too often come to see me they all stammer don't they yes he stammers and he's lame and his wife too it's not exactly that she stammers but she can't speak plainly she's a very kind woman and he used to be a house serf and there are seven children and it's only the eldest one that stammers and the others are simply ill but they don't stammer but where did you hear about them she added with some surprise your father told me then he told me all about you and how you went out at six o'clock and came back at nine and how katerina ivanovna knelt down by your bed sonya was confused i fancied i saw him to-day she whispered hesitatingly whom father i was walking in the street out there at the corner about ten o'clock and he seemed to be walking in front it looked just like him i wanted to go to katerina ivanovna you were walking in the streets yes sonya whispered abruptly again overcome with confusion and looking down katerina ivanovna used to beat you i dare say oh no what are you saying no sonya looked at him almost with dismay you love her then love her of course said sonya with plaintive emphasis and she clasped her hands in distress ah you don't if you only knew you see she is quite like a child her mind is quite unhinged you see from sorrow and how clever she used to be how generous how kind ah you don't understand you don't understand sonya said this as though in despair wringing her hands in excitement and distress her pale cheeks flushed there was a look of anguish in her eyes it was clear that she was stirred to the very depths that she was longing to speak to champion to express something a sort of insatiable compassion if one may so express it was reflected in every feature of her face beat me how can you good heavens beat me and if she did beat me what then what of it you know nothing nothing about it she is so unhappy ah how unhappy and ill she is seeking righteousness she is pure she has such faith that there must be righteousness everywhere and she expects it and if you were to torture her she wouldn't do wrong she doesn't see that it's impossible for people to be righteous and she is angry at it like a child like a child she is good and what will happen to you sonya looked at him inquiringly they are left on your hands you see they were all on your hands before though and your father came to you to beg for drink well how will it be now i don't know sonya articulated mournfully will they stay there 
i don't know they are in debt for the lodging but the landlady i hear said to-day that she wanted to get rid of them and katerina ivanovna says that she won't stay another minute how is it she is so bold she relies upon you oh no don't talk like that we are one we live like one sonya was agitated again and even angry as though a canary or some other little bird were to be angry and what could she do what what could she do she persisted getting hot and excited and how she cried to-day her mind is unhinged haven't you noticed it at one minute she is worrying like a child that everything should be right to-morrow the lunch and all that then she is wringing her hands spitting blood weeping and all at once she will begin knocking her head against the wall in despair then she will be comforted again she builds all her hopes on you she says that you will help her now and that she will borrow a little money somewhere and go to her native town with me and set up a boarding-school for the daughters of gentlemen and take me to superintend it and we will begin a new splendid life and she kisses and hugs me comforts me and you know she has such faith such faith in her fancies one can't contradict her and all the day long she has been washing cleaning mending she dragged the wash-tub into the room with her feeble hands and sank on the bed gasping for breath we went this morning to the shops to buy shoes for polenka and lida for theirs are quite worn out only the money we'd reckoned wasn't enough not nearly enough and she picked out such dear little boots for she has taste you don't know and there in the shop she burst out crying before the shopman because she hadn't enough ah it was sad to see her well after that i can understand your living like this raskolnikov said with a bitter smile and aren't you sorry for them aren't you sorry sonya flew at him again why i know you gave your last penny yourself though you'd seen nothing of it and if you'd seen everything oh dear and how often how often i've brought her to tears only last week yes i only a week before his death i was cruel and how often i've done it ah i've been wretched at the thought of it all day sonya wrung her hands as she spoke at the pain of remembering it you were cruel yes i i i went to see them she went on weeping and father said read me something sonya my head aches read to me here's a book he had a book he had got from andrey semyonovitch lebeziatnikov he lives there he always used to get hold of such funny books and i said i can't stay as i didn't want to read and i'd gone in chiefly to show katerina ivanovna some collars lizaveta the peddler sold me some collars and cuffs cheap pretty new embroidered ones katerina ivanovna liked them very much she put them on and looked at herself in the glass and was delighted with them make me a present of them sonya she said please do please do she said she wanted them so much and when could she wear them they just reminded her of her old happy days she looked at herself in the glass admired herself and she has no clothes at all no things of her own hasn't had all these years and she never asks anyone for anything she's proud she'd sooner give away everything and these she asked for she liked them so much and i was sorry to give them what use are they to you katerina ivanovna i said i spoke like that to her i ought not to have said that she gave me such a look and she was so grieved so grieved at my refusing her and it was so sad to see and she was not grieved for the collars but for my refusing i saw that ah oh, if only i could bring it all back change it take back those words ah oh, if i 
but it's nothing to you did you know lizaveta the peddler yes did you know her sonya asked with some surprise katerina ivanovna is in consumption rapid consumption she will soon die said raskolnikov after a pause without answering her question oh no 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 and sonya unconsciously clutched both his hands as though imploring that she should not but it will be better if she does die no not better not at all better sonya unconsciously repeated in dismay and the children what can you do except take them to live with you oh i don't know cried sonya almost in despair and she put her hands to her head it was evident that that idea had very often occurred to her before and he had only roused it again and what if even now while katerina ivanovna is alive you get ill and are taken to the hospital what will happen then he persisted pitilessly how can you that cannot be and sonya's face worked with awful terror cannot be raskolnikov went on with a harsh smile you are not insured against it are you what will happen to them then they will be in the street all of them she will cough and beg and knock her head against some wall as she did to-day and the children will cry then she will fall down be taken to the police station into the hospital she will die and the children oh no god will not let it be broke at last from sonya's overburdened bosom she listened looking imploringly at him clasping her hands in dumb entreaty as though it all depended upon him raskolnikov got up and began to walk about the room a minute passed sonya was standing with her hands and her head hanging in terrible dejection and can't you save put by for a rainy day he asked stopping suddenly before her no whispered sonya of course not have you tried he added almost ironically yes and it didn't come off of course not no need to ask and again he paced the room another minute passed you don't get money every day sonya was more confused than ever and colour rushed into her face again no she whispered with a painful effort it will be the same with polenko no doubt he said suddenly no no it can't be no sonya cried aloud in desperation as though she had been stabbed god would not allow anything so awful he lets others come to it no no god will protect her god she repeated beside herself but perhaps there is no god at all raskolnikov answered with a sort of malignance laughed and looked at her sonya's face suddenly changed a tremor passed over it she looked at him with unutterable reproach tried to say something but could not speak and broke into bitter bitter sobs hiding her face in her hands you say katerina ivanovna's mind is unhinged your own mind is unhinged he said after a brief silence five minutes passed he still paced up and down the room in silence not looking at her at last he went up to her his eyes glittered he put his two hands on her shoulders and looked straight into her tearful face his eyes were hard feverish and piercing his lips were twitching all at once he bent down quickly and dropping to the ground kissed her foot sonya drew back from him as from a madman and certainly he looked like a madman what are you doing to me she muttered turning pale and a sudden anguish clutched at her heart he stood up at once i did not bow down to you i bowed down to all the suffering of humanity he said wildly and walked away to the window listen he added turning to her a minute later i said just now to an insolent man that he was not worth your little finger 
and that i did my sister honour by making her sit beside you ah you said that to them and in her presence cried sonya frightened sit down with me and honour why i'm dishonourable ah why did you say that end of part four chapter four section one recording by expatriate in bangor maine